Sunday Reflection in a minute or more, TLM edition. Dominus Vobiscum, the Lord be with you. My brothers and sisters, today is the Feast of Pentecost, which 1,990 years ago, our Lord sent the Holy Spirit, which proceeds from the Father and the Son, to come upon us so that we may have the Spirit of God resting upon us that we may go forth into the world, teaching all nations, making disciples, and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Today marks 1,990 years. It's hard to think that in 10 years it's going to be 2,000 years since Christ descended back up to sit at the right hand of our God and then sent the Holy Spirit to come down upon us. Hopefully by the next 10 years, either our Savior is going to come back or my brothers and sisters, I'm hoping for change in the church, change back to the traditional ways. My brothers and sisters, before I jump into my reflection, I want to say this. I want to thank all of you who have supported me throughout all these years. Today is my last Sunday reflection that I will record in the next probably seven to ten years until I'm ordained a deacon or to the priesthood. Um, I'm discerning of course, with the Society of St. Pius X is the way I'd like to go. Um, there are people who have reservations about that society. They say they are in schism. But let me make this clear. The Society of St. Pius X is not in schism. They are not in schism from the Catholic Church. And they are one of the most loyal groups, one of the most faithful group of Christians within the Catholic religion. So my brothers and sisters, please pray for me as I discern the priesthood. I'm also discerning whether to go back to college next year or not. But either way... I'm going to trust in our Savior, and I'm going to keep on keeping on, trusting in Him every step of the way. My brothers and sisters, I know there's many who have not liked the way that I preached or teached over the last few years, and I want to say this. I've been wrong at times, and I've tried to correct myself, but I do not care if you don't like the way that I preach or teach or evangelize. I ain't doing it because of you. I'm doing it for the glory of Almighty God and the glory of the Catholic religion. I started in Protestantism. I'll do it in Catholicism, and I'm going to die Catholic. And I ain't going to quit helping or teaching or doing what the church calls us to do until I draw my last breath from my lungs, until my Savior calls me home. But my brothers and sisters... I just wanted to tell you thank you for all the support over the past few years. And hopefully soon, in the near future, in a few years, I'll get to make a reflection. But hopefully in that time, I get to make reflections as a Roman Catholic priest or wherever else God calls me. Maybe he'll call me as a deacon one day. I don't know, but I'm going to trust in him. So I'm asking for your prayers and know that I'm praying for you. But other than that, let us jump into the epistle. Let's not focus on me, but let's focus on the Holy Spirit, the descent of the Holy Spirit today. My brothers and sisters, first of all, I want to focus on yesterday's, uh, the epistle reading from the TLM, or uh, the Tridentine Mass, which is the vigil. And of course, the vigil uh, then came from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 19, verses 1 through 8. And we see this in, in this epistle that last night, the vigil, that St. Paul goes and he imposes his hands upon some Christians that they may receive the Holy Spirit, for they had not received the Holy Spirit yet. This is 
the sign, the biblical sign that confirmation existed in the early church, the sacrament of confirmation, when St. Paul imposed his hands and they received the Holy Spirit. My brothers and sisters, at baptism we are made children of God, but at confirmation we are made soldiers of God to go forth into the world. My brothers and sisters, but I want to get to the main point now, and that's from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, which is the epistle reading from the Tridentine Mass. And it says, when the days of Pentecost were accomplished, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty wind coming. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them parted tongues as it were a fire, and it sat upon every one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with divers tongues, according as the Holy Ghost gave them to speak. Now there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded in mind because that every man heard them speak in his own tongue. And they were all amazed and wondered, saying, Behold, are not all these that speak Galileans? And now, and how have we heard every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phagria and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya, about Cyrene and strangers of Rome. I just butchered some of the names there of the cities and countries. Forgive me. But it goes on. Jews also and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We have heard them speak in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. My dear brothers and sisters, before I get into the reflection, let's call and invoke the Holy Trinity in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My brothers and sisters, when our Savior descended up, sent the Spirit, the promise that He had from the Father, and of course, my brothers and sisters, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. It doesn't make any sense to say that it just proceeded from the Father. This is why the church needs the filioque, and to reject it is just, well, not Christian. Although I'm not saying that the Orthodox reject the Holy Trinity, they, they accept the Holy Trinity. But the fuller and clearer understanding of scriptural authority tells us that the Holy Spirit proceeded from the Father and the Son because the Holy Spirit is part of the triune, the Trinity. And therefore we should accept and embrace and believe in what the Filioque has, to, has told us. That the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. This is what the Catholic Church, the Catholic religion, the only true religion in the Christian faith and any other faith in the world has proclaimed to us all. And therefore we must believe it. But my brothers and sisters, let's get on before on that point to what happened 1,990 years ago. When the Spirit came and descended upon the apostles and all those gathered in that room like tongues of fire. And when it gathered on them, they were able to preach and teach and proclaim the Word of God. But more importantly, they had the gifts of the Holy Spirit resting upon them. And some people say that, oh, well, the gifts of the Holy Spirit have disappeared. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not dead. They may not happen very often, but they are not dead. They haven't disappeared. If they had disappeared, then it's more like the Holy Spirit has never came. But the Holy Spirit is still in the hands of every single Christian. Oh, praise God. 
my brothers and sisters, when the Holy Spirit came and they were able to speak in tongues, they spoke and the Jews, a people from Mesopotamia, Rome, all overheard it in their own language. They weren't and stuff like that. No, they were speaking in their language. There were people being able to interpret them. As the Bible says there must be, if someone speaks in tongues, there must be an interpreter. And they all heard it in their own language. Because my brothers and sisters, when the Holy Spirit speaks through us, when the power of God speaks through us, then my brothers and sisters, people are going to be able to understand it in any language in which they speak, in their native tongue or not, my brothers and sisters, they're going to hear it because this is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. My brothers and sisters, when the Holy Spirit came, it was able to make us free, able to know that our Savior is never going to leave us. That Savior who died on the cross nearly 2,000 years ago, and my brothers and sisters, He's going to come again and get us all and take us home to glory. All but brothers and sisters, all there's so many wonderful works that I could tell you about Pentecost, the gift of healing, the gift of tongue, the going forth and spreading the gospel to the rest of the world. But brothers and sisters, if we're going to spread the gospel, if we're going to call our ourselves Christians, then we need the God, we need the Spirit to be resting within us. We need the Holy Spirit to come and illumine our minds, our hearts, and our souls so we can go forth and proclaim the good news. And more importantly, we can proclaim the church in which Jesus Christ established, the Catholic Church, the Catholic religion, and call all people to this church in which Christ has established. My brothers and sisters, on this Pentecost, let us remember the ascent of the Holy Spirit on each and every single one of us at our confirmations, part of us at our baptisms, and also what happened to the apostles and those in that room nearly 2,000 years ago. My brothers and sisters, with that spirit, let us go forth into the world proclaiming the truths of the Catholic religion and proclaiming the truths of the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My dear brothers and sisters, I pray that the Holy Spirit gives you a fresh anointing today. And my brothers and sisters, I remain faithfully yours in Jesus Christ forever. Oh, yes, Lord. In nomine Patris et Filii Spiritui Sancti. My brothers and sisters, Deus te. I think it's some more. But either way, God love you.